Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. And as always, it is my absolute pleasure to bring on guests that are going to give you a little different perspective on what might help make a healthy career. So today we're joined by Tessa Arnold, co-founder and COO of Snapback Energy. Now following a transformative shift triggered by her late husband's passing, Tessa founded Snapback Energy, delving into the mind-body connection. As an Ayurveda, hopefully I said that right, health and wellness lifestyle coach, she radiates support and her mission is to spark transformative conversations that shift perspectives and empower individuals to navigate life's challenges. Through her unique blend of entrepreneurship and holistic living, Tessa embodies impactful change, driving self-discovery, and most of all, transformation. Tessa, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much, Casey. I'm so excited to be here and to have this conversation with you and um, yeah, to talk about all the things. So it's great. Thank you. I am so excited to have this conversation with you too. I know we were just talking right before we came on the show about some other introductions because I really feel networking is crucial. It is so crucial to everything that we do in life, whether it's our career or helping others. And I just, you know, Typically, I'll ask, how did we get introduced? Do you remember how we got introduced? <laughs> yes, I think it was mutual friends of ours who connected us. And then there was, it was almost the seven degrees of separation. And then we got connected again. Um, and the introduced, I mean, the introductions kept rolling. But I think as it relates to the Ayurvedic practice and to also just you know, our, our connection deeper than that, deeper than business. It is so Mm -hmm. much deeper than business. And I just, I love learning at the feet of people that have just really embraced this lifestyle because I, I want to embrace this lifestyle, but sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so we need people like you to tell us and to help us to dive deeper and help us understand why this is so important. Right, exactly. And it's not, I mean, you said it beautifully. It's a journey that we're all on. We're all walking each other home at the end of the day, and we're all having the same conversations. And it's more about being a part of the conversation, sitting at the table with somebody and really listening. Um, But what I really look to do is to help people navigate them their way back to self. As simple as that is, it's it sounds easy. It's a courageous journey and it takes a lot of work and people will say, well, show me the work, you know, show me the work, show me what I have to do. And it's just my job to say, well, no, it's not necessarily a game plan. It's not a book of business. It's not here are your tasks, you know, and expectations. It's conversations that we have to navigate back into the fullest life possible that you can have. And it's exciting. I love doing it. I, I love that too. And I, you know, you and I are on a similar mission. We're just taking different tactics to get there because I really want to help people. The best way to say it is disengage your autopilot. And I believe that's what you're saying is to get back to yourself. And to do that, you've got to quit just letting the world happen to you and get the world to happen for you. And that's with intention setting. Exactly. It's taking agency over your life. So it's understanding that you are the captain of this ship. Mm -hmm. You are at the helm. You are having the thoughts. You are putting the actions into place. You have the attention and you have the attention. So what is it that you're looking to do with this life? You know, what do you want to put out there within this life? What feels good in life right now? Are you just receiving what you're receiving or is it actually what you want to be feeling? And it's navigating just that and that conversation. You're exactly right. 
as I like to quote so often, um, is a wonderful saying which kind of allowed me to wake up. And it's Deepak Chopra says frequently, he goes, we're all sleepwalking through life. Yes. So it's really the ability to wake up and say, I have agency over this, right? This incredible experience. Yes, not without hardship, but then also with so many beautiful stories and successes. So allow me to really kind of navigate this and find my way and create paint this beautiful picture of what is my full life with the whole span of emotions, the whole span of feelings, all of that. It is, it's an incredible journey to walk along with people. You know, and I love Deepak Chopra. I follow him all the time and I've never heard him say that. Yes. It's like and we're all sleepwalking so through life. And I was sitting in a room of over 400 people and he said that and it floored me. And it was the first time that I had heard him say that in person. And I was like, this is absolutely incredible. I was like, yes, I, it resonated. It held such resonance within my being to my core that I, it's what I knew to be going on within my life and what I needed to wake up from and take agency over. Cause I felt like I was out of control in a sense that I didn't have much control with what was going on the way my my life was navigating. And I felt lost as so many people do. And I think that's the first step. They think it's they're lost and they don't know what to do. And I'm like, no, you, you take the first step of saying that I'm lost and now let's just do one step in front of the other. And that's all you have to focus on. And it's so interesting when you're first starting that journey. And I, I'll, I'll never forget when I took that first step right yes. and it's like you see the trail in front of you and it can be kind of daunting you know oh yeah and yeah. but you know you have to keep moving forward or you hope you know you to keep moving forward right so let's back up for just a second because we kind of just dove deep right away <laughs> so your background is actually in global banking and so that is quite a different career <laughs> path from the one you're on today so tell me a little bit about that the shift yes. and what inspired you to make the leap? Oh, goodness. Yes. Yeah, so commercial global banking, and I was in the technology space, um, creating APIs and working with global payments and so on and so forth. My career advanced there. It's interesting. When I was in college, my guidance counselor was like, Tessa, you have to declare a major. Like you're, you're getting to the cusp of this is just getting out of control declares. And I said, what, what on earth do you want me to declare? I don't have, I have so many things that I'm passionate about. I can't tell you that this is something I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to do a little bit of everything. I want to experiment. I want to explore. I want to find purpose. Um, but I wasn't able to articulate all that at the time. So I've always sort of been, you know, trying to take it all in and curious about everything and that's sort of how I landed within the commercial banking. I was networking. I had very good friends who um, happened to be, had parents who were in banking and they said, look, we'll get you the interview, the foot in the door, and then it's up to you decide where you want to go. And I, I was pretty gritty. I lost my father when I was 12. Mm. Um, I, you know, was the eldest, so I kind of had to grow up pretty fast. And I did have a lot of support, but I realized if I wanted to get somewhere, I was responsible for getting myself there. And so I did just that. And I had the interview. I got into retail banking. Companies were bought out. I had opportunities to grow with the companies through mergers, got into commercial banking. Uh, again, networked quite a bit. And I found mentors pretty quickly. And a lot of people that I admired and appreciated and they had the tough conversations with me and gave me the feedback and I continued to grow and build rapport. And, you know, hence built a 12 year career in commercial banking to very large banks, um, global banks. And I was in a global position and doing quite well. And I have to say, after being with one firm for about 10 years, I had taken time off, which was probably the most difficult thing that I had ever done because it was my it was my safe haven. I knew what to expect at work. I knew what people expected from me. I knew what I could deliver. Um, I knew how I would show up and I had pretty much control over that. You know, you're getting paid on a regular basis. You have the benefits, broke the glass ceiling. It was amazing. Um, it was really an incredible journey and I love the people and I still stay connected with them. Took some time off because my, the world around me, my personal world was falling apart. And I had to, and that was very difficult for me. So that was probably the first crack in the infrastructure of what was very 
a, a beautiful castle that was built and from the outside looked great. And I had the family and I had the kids and I was, you know, working my way from hopefully VP to director and, and doing all the things. And I, and I was sleepwalking through life. Mm simply said and then I went back I took some time off and it wasn't enough for me I went back because again it was my safe place where things still started to go wrong and chaotic in my personal world and the world around me and I went back and that was a great experience too and I did quite well but it was different I had started to wake up a little bit and I knew that when I signed in on the morning and I worked with my clients um, I knew that there was something that was still calling from inside of me that I had to put out into the world and it wasn't this it was something different and this didn't make my soul sing in a way that I, I wanted to stay up late and do it and I wanted to put out the work and I felt like I was doing something and that's personal to me I know many of people who still work you know within commercial banking and have wonderful roles and find such balance but for me that wasn't for me so it took me about 12 months to actually gain the courage to leave. And I had full support from the bank and I did. And I left and I went full in on my business. So were you running your business as a side hustle during that 12 months? I wow. was, I was. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So you actually found your passion, but you needed that little bit of stability <laughs> before you went all the way. Yeah. Exactly. It's that safety net and it is, but for anything to, to take off, to be successful, to fail, to become anything. You have to give it your all. You have to, you can't be half in, half out. They say it's the same with relationships. And I, I was listening to a beautiful um, podcast today and it was talking, a gentleman was saying, you know, before I could find that relationship of my dreams, I had to get let go of the past one that I was still engaged in through conversation and this and that. And then within months, here comes this new one because I had finally released the past. The past mm -hmm. no longer serves. Yes, um, it, was com it was comfortable, it was safe, it was there, I had support, but I had to loosen up the reins. I had to let the sails fly and go out on this adventure um, because complacency is where dreams go to die. And I knew that this was a dream I had to at least embark on. And failure's a part of that, you know, it's, you have these small goals and ideas, and I hope that you have many, many of them. And you have to understand that along the process, some of the steps are going to fail, some of the doors are going to shut, and some of the answers are going to be no. And that's a beautiful part of the journey. That is not the end of the story. Hmm. Well, I think you clearly had a message for me today because I was just having this conversation <laughs> earlier about being half in and half out, which I'm struggling with. You know, I'm, I've got many endeavors, but I tend to only be half in or quarter in each of them, you know, and I need to figure out what that balance is. So thank you for that, because mm -hmm. that's going to help quite a bit. So how long have you been out of the corporate world and fully into your side now main hustle? Yes. Yeah, so I have been solely focused on snapback energy starting this year is January of this year. I have to say, so I gave um, my, the company I was working for, I gave them notice. It was last August and they countered. They said, stay, stay. We need you for a little bit longer. And they're incredible. And I said, of course I will. You're all wonderful. So I stayed till the end of, um, it was, it's been almost a, so it's been almost a full year now that I've been working on Snapback, which is great. And so, but Snapback is only part of what you do. Yes. So you do, so Snapback, let's talk about Snapback Energy just real quick. So what is Snapback mm -hmm. Energy and why did you create it and how did you create it? How did you even know to start? Yes, yeah, so Snapback Energy is a supplement. So it is a supplement that you take with water. It's in a small packet. Um, so it's in a powder formula. It's a patented formula that we developed. So taking a step back, it was originally the idea of my late ex-husband who came up with it. And he had this dream of coming up with an energy drink, similar to maybe to five-hour energy that would create balance in life so you could lead kind of the fullest expression of life as it relates to work. So he was entertaining clients, he was on the road, he was at trade shows, and he was in the food service industry. And I said, that's great. You know, I supported him from a partner's perspective. Um, but nothing came of it. He had the idea, as many dreams do. We have the idea and we pin it to the board and we watch it, but nothing happens. Uh, so then he continued to 
think about it. And then I slowly, you know, was at the bank and working at the time. And he brought some more people on board who are now the team at Snapback Energy, the other co-founders. And they're like, all right, we're going to lift this off the ground, but I would like Tessa to join, the other co-founders said. Knowing my background in project management, knowing my can-do gritty attitude, they knew that if I put my mind to something, it was going to get off the ground, um, whether it looked like it did at the beginning or not. And then me being who I am, I came in and I said, well, I can't do this without giving you my insight and being all in on what we're doing here. I need to be passionate about the product itself. So then we worked together and really developed what is now Snapback. So I proceeded to decide that we're gonna go with a powder formula because it was easier to transport. We came up with names. I became um, the chief technology officer of the company and we went from there. Now he was struggling with some health issues and had to take a step back from the company. But at that time, you know, seeing this as being his original brainchild, I said, I, I can't let this go. Right, I have too much invested in it. You have my time, you have my energy, and now I'm so passionate about this brand that we've created that we got it off the ground. He was able to see a good launch to the public, and then we lost him suddenly and unexpectedly. Um, so then at that time, it became almost this lighthouse in the storm, and also legacy for my children as well. You know, a dream that he had so much more than a product, but the idea of having dreams and seeing you know, the people that you love and around you support you and build something with you um, and being tenacious and being gritty and being able to get out there, but more importantly, finding something that you believe in so much that it has no other option but to be successful because it's what people need and it's what they want in their lives. So then you continue to move forward and I went on and got the patent for a formula, which was quite difficult, I have to say, it was my first <laughs> I knew nothing about food industry and nutrients and supplements. And we have an incredible team with the food scientists that we've worked with throughout this whole process. We have people from a lot of veterans within our company. So the majority of the co-founders are veterans. I love um, that. I know they're fantastic. It is the backbone of, you know, our country and many others. And it's to work with such incredible people who have done such amazing things. I'm always in awe of them. And to be able to have that support and guidance and be a part of something that's bigger than this, it's really incredible. We give 2% back of our sales to first responders and veteran programs. Mm -hmm. And it really is near and dear to me and now near and dear to our family. So it's family owned. Um, the company is so it's very much an intimate family affair and it's and now my children are involved they've helped me <laughs> pack packets for events and this and that and they see me work at different hours and it's a complete evolution of an experience and I love it that is so good and that just reminded me of somebody I need to introduce you to afterwards so another person um, so don't let me forget to introduce you to the catalyst program okay they're going to be yes. coming on the show later in the year, but they support veterans who are in transition from military to civilian. So important. So, so oh, important. I, I love that. That's fantastic. And I have to say, it's just having that ethos and that honor and integrity in what we do and how we do it. It's a beautiful process. And then understanding what we want to put out, right? What we want to put out to the mm -hmm. GP, the general public. And, you know, the book was service, continuing to put out that service to be of service. Um, that really has become a mission, not only for the veterans that are part of the brand itself, but I think just as human beings, it's the most beautiful gift that you can give yourself. And I don't think people realize that, but when you are being of service, it, there's nothing that feels better. Yeah, and I did not serve in the military. My entire family, my dad, ex-husband, current boyfriend, son, were all military. So I feel like, and, and I'm a strong supporter of the military, but for sure. And, and, you know, one of the things I love about the Catalyst program, not to go far down a rabbit hole, but is they not only help them transition, they help them find jobs. They teach them what okay. jobs to go look for where their skills are transferable. Right. Right. And, and they help the to businesses understand. Yes. To reassimilate and to feel that there's more, it's the translation of the purpose and the structure that I think too often gets lost um, in an ability and a capacity where they can be of service 
and need to continue to be of service because it's so fulfilling to them and and gives them peace. Mm-hmm. It gives it gives people peace in general just to be of service for the greater good of many, not just ourselves. And I, I think we've lost that so much uh, over time. I think generationally because we've become so disconnected that that's one of the core pieces that we've lost. And unfortunately we have a pandemic of isolation mm. going on right now and it's it's troublesome. That is very true. And we have, a, and, and I think a lot of that isolation is caused because we're always like this, looking yes. for those like just, just listening, like yes, looking exactly. into our phones for that satisfaction and that, you know, that community. And it's not a real community. so. So you talk a lot about transforming fear into courage, and that's such a positive transformation for our listeners, many of whom are afraid, you know, of Mm -hmm. the uncertainty that lies within making a job change. This is a career podcast. So can you give us some insights that could help those individuals find the courage to make a change if that's what they need to do? Absolutely. I have goosebumps (laughs) Um, just thinking about this because it's, I have to say, and this is a journey that we are all on, and you are never alone. You are, even in the loneliest of times when you are sitting there, you are never alone. We're all connected through our hardships. Um, that's what uniquely connects us. It's not the easy things, and it's it's definitely the journeys that we're on, and that's what brings us all together right at the end of the day. It's those conversations. Um, it's similarities between journeys, but you do it afraid. You do it afraid. The the idea of what could be overshines without a doubt the fear that lies within. And you take that fear with you as you put one foot in front of the other. And that's what you do when you do it with the tears on your face and you do it with the fear in your mind and the doubt, the voice, the ego that comes in. And it is your friend. It's meant to be there to protect you, but it comes from a place of fear. And it's going to say, well, no, wait, we're comfortable back here. We know what's going to happen back here. We know what this looks like. But yes, that's not how we're meant to live life, right? So you say, yes, I hear you. I understand. But I have a dream that's bigger than this. And I need to know what that could look like. And then you put one foot in front of the other and you embark on that. Your intuition, that voice, that drive inside of you, that feeling that there's something else, the hope, the dreams, the aspirations, the what ifs. That's never wrong. It's a true, it's your North Star, it's your compass. Listen to it and take the fear, pack it up in a backpack, put it on your back and walk the steps with me because we can do it. I've been in the bathroom. I've been in the closet not wanting the kids to see me cry. I have stayed up at night when I didn't know what was going to happen. I have a second business that I've launched. I had to do it. It was something that I just had to do that I've done in the past year to guide and to help and to work with the Ayurvedic practice because it was too good not to share with others. You will find that when you take that first step, listening to your intuition and not letting fear guide you, the next door will open Mm -hmm. and it will open when you, you don't expect it to, so don't be looking for it. But when you're on the path, following your flow and your purpose, the steps are going to be clear. The path's going to be clear. You're going to meet the right people. You're going to build the connections and I promise you it's going to happen. You know, can I share a quick story with you? Yeah. Because it's a perfect example of what you just said. My son, who was in the Air Force, Garrett, uh, transitioned out a couple of years ago, and he was pretty lost. And we had some really good people through our veteran success program that we have here locally with Success North Dallas that stepped up and really took over. In fact, my team mm-hmm. lead says, Casey, let me be mom for a year. And I'm like, go, yeah. you know? Right. So we really worked on finding his passion and finding, because he was just so lost there for a while after he got out of the military, he was medically discharged. So it's not like he knew it was a choice. It was a, right. sorry, but you're, you can't do this anymore. And so he, he, he struggled with the transition, but then he finally found his passion and his passion has always been music, but he didn't know mm-hmm. how he was going to make a living at it. And right. so, but he's going to school for music business. And the other day he sent me a rift some music that he'd put together. He played all the instruments, but he played them separately. And then he mixed them together. He sent it to me just for fun. I was like, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. I need to get you introduced to people because, you know, I've got a huge network. Well, I got introduced to this Emmy award-winning movie producer who's also (laughs) very well connected in the music industry, told her what he was doing. And he's like, she's like, 
I got to meet your kid. That's amazing. I'm trying to create soul songs for my clients. And so I got them introduced. They were on the, a Zoom call for like three hours. And he called me afterwards. He goes, I'm so overwhelmed. And I was like, but this to your point, when yes. you're in your passion, when you take that step, those doors will open. And they, they open big, wide. They open. They will blow open. Yeah. You, When you release the doubt and the fear and you embrace the unknown, that's the trick. You are not meant to know the next step. How boring would life be if we knew everything that was going to happen? Yes. If we had the cliff notes and we we're like, all right, here comes the other thing. No, that's not meant to be the purpose. And I promise you, you can handle anything that's going to come your way. You will be prepared for it when it does come, when it's meant to come. And then you just take a breath and you take put one foot in front of the other. When you are in what I like to call your flow, when you have released the fear, when you have released the idea that you need to just stay, when you start to wake up and you step into it, it's a beautiful light that starts shining and the things that emanate from that and the energy that you give out, it's magnetic, right? Because you feel good inside because you want to do this and that's what he's doing mm -hmm. and that's what other people do. They release this magnetism that pulls those opportunities into you, but you have to be perfectly clear on the fact that no, I'm taking a step in this direction, right? It's a path that's unknown. You do not know what's going to happen. And then we have the conversations about what that means. And we have conversations about the doors that maybe aren't meant for you and you decide and you navigate that and the hiccups along the road and the stumbles and the falters, which are lessons and learning that continue to move you on that beautiful path to you becoming the fullest expression of yourself. And that, I think that's, that's the gift at the end of it. I, I, that was so well said, you know, so many times I try to explain to people that point where I woke up. Right. It's, and I don't right. think it was a complete, like oh, I'm awake. No. It was more like a, over there yeah you know <laughs> that kind of stuff right exactly it's like you hit the snooze a couple times yes. and you're like, but it's still shiny and bright and you know and then things just happen they do and people are like oh and you can call it manifestation you can call it magic you can call it the universe you can call it your faith you call it all of these beautiful things underlying it's you it's you who are doing this and you are the key to all of this, but you have to wake up. You have to start taking that agency and determining what you want to see come into your life. And that is the beauty of it. And then at the end of it, you should be completely spent because you've utilized all the gifts that you were meant to bring to this experience. And then you take a deep breath and you're at peace. It's just, it's that. You know, I want to, I want to share something real quickly because I just read a book how many times have I said that on this podcast? <laughs> I just read a book by Dr. Tara Swart, who is a neuroscientist. Mm -hmm. And what I really loved about her book is that she took the principles of the law of manifestation and put the science behind it, why it works, what it does yes. in your brain to make it work. It's, yes. it's not as woo-woo as people think. There are it's physical not. things happening in your brain when you practice that. It's science, and that's what Ayurveda is. So Ayurvedic um, practice and lifestyle, it's the science of life. Mm. It is the science of life, beautifully put, and it is. And we could take this through so many different scientific channels, you know, whether it's the nature, it's the chemical, whether it's the biology or the chemistry, you know, whether it's the neuroplasticity. Dr. Joe Dispenza is one of my favorites, and I've read uh, Dr. Tara's book. They're beautiful. Oh, you have and read the, her. Yes, I have. I have. It's oh, I love her. Yes, she's fantastic and dynamic, and there's so many because it. we have opened up and illuminated um, this mindfulness to understand the dynamics, and you can call it anything that you'd like that feels comfortable to you, and I always offer that up to people. Speak it in whatever language feels comfortable. Use the words. There's so many beautiful words out there, but understand fundamentally that our composition and how we operate as humans is, is very much in tune with the world around us. And we can take agency in so many different ways. And it's signed, our hearts give out an electromagnetic field. Yes, they do. Outside of us. It's just the science of that in itself. That's love. That's the basis. Mm -hmm. That's the core of everything. And it's just, there's so much. There's so much there. It's such a gift once you start to unravel it. You know, and I don't, I don't know if you've read the studies that the Heart Math Institute has put out, but they actually I, did that research that measured how far out you emanate energy from your heart yeah. 
compared to your brain, which right. it's not as far you would think. Um, no, your you've heart is like that. twice as yeah. much. It is, and it's leading with that love, and it comes back to being of service, and it comes back to doing and making decisions based on the good of many versus just self. Um, and yes, there's self-preservation, but the first step to that is self-actualization, right? So I break it down into the three. It's the self-actualization, it's then determining your values and boundaries, and then it's deeper connection, which is what the world, the world needs a lot of that, those three things right now, as to identify as humans to come back to centering around love at our core, so. I could talk to you all day. I really could talk yeah. to you all day. And believe it or not, we are almost out of time. Um, so I, in fact, I'm going to have to only ask one of our three VIP questions sure. for the sake of time. So I think the question I want to know most from you is what is one thing you do each day to set each morning to set your day up for success? Oh, I love this question. Um, I have to say, and I've now changed my answer because we are humans having a human experience. And I would love to say that every morning I have a 30 minute meditation. I go out and walk in the ground and I do grounding, but it's not that simple. I have two small children and we are humans living in life. Um, so I would say that I do try and stay in bed for just a moment and having a moment of stillness when the alarm comes up. I'm very mindful of how I wake up. So I get into the rhythms of the season so it's very gentle how i wake up it's not harsh sounds it's interesting i was doing a study on cave dwellers and human beings nowadays and how they were only on alert when they were being chased from a predator and how we're always on alert based on notifications oh. our brain those notifications as a threat so I do have uh, limited sounds and noises when I do wake up. My phone is not typically never in the room with me um, when I go to sleep and I wake up and I take a couple deep breaths. So I'm not, I'm breathing into my diaphragm, not my lungs. And I go downstairs and I connect with, you know, whatever it is, the cup of tea that I have. I walk outside, I let my dogs out. I have moments to myself before my children's get up. My children wake up just so I can really connect and tune into myself and set my intentions for the day, which are always going to start with gratitude. They are. It's, it's it. just a beautiful practice. It centers me throughout the entire day when I tap into my gratitude. It is a practice. It's become so much easier over the time that I've spent tapping into it, but it changes. It's the neuroplasticity and creating yep. those new pathways that you just emanate that idea of peacefulness. So. I love that you start your day with gratitude. That is so important. It's And it's such a game changer. When I started doing yeah. that, I was just like, how can I be mad? You know? I, I know. How can I be mad when I can be glad? I tell my kids that all the time. And they're like, please stop, mom. They're like, oh. but it's great. But even with the breathing exercises to regulating your whole nervous system through breath, and your prana and your life force, it's a beautiful gift to everybody, you know, regardless of age or what you're doing or where you are. My kids can do it. My grandparents do it. You do it after a board meeting, before a board meeting. You do it before you go into a class. It's it's just a beautiful gift that we have at our disposal whenever we need it. So. Connect to the breath, man. Connect to the breath. To the <laughs> How do people get in touch with you? Absolutely. So you can check me out on all the social media sites. So I've got Snapback Energy, Balance of You Co. or Tessa underscore Elizabeth One. You can email me at te it's Tessa at Snapback Energy or Tessa at Balance of You dot com. Um, and it's Tessa Arnold and LinkedIn and all, all the other wonderful platforms out there. So <laughs> You're not that hard are. to find if you put in Tessa yeah. Arnold and Snapback Energy. I've have found yes. you very easily. So I have loved yes. this conversation. I've got some introductions I'm going to make for you that I think are going to be very beneficial. And I just want to be your best friend for the rest of your life. Yes, I love that. <laughs> Likewise, this is, a, we could talk all night. I know I miss talking to you. So I was like, this is, I was, I was like, I will find a computer to get this to work. We're going to make it work. So well, Tessa, I appreciate you being on the show so much. And just one last thing to say to you, you are a VIP. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.